Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, happy Friday. I'm so glad we made it through the first week of 2018. Amazing. And we are going to have the best year ever. And that's what this show has been about all this week, is your best year ever and how we do that. So we introduced six different things that we are going to do. And we talked about this is different than making New Year's resolutions. This is a lifestyle. And this is the way we position our heart, our mind, our soul, our body to really do what God has for us, to really truly be the best version of who God has created us to be. So we started with the position of intention and what that really means. And that means positioning my heart, my mind on the things of God, that I'm going to do it God's way, not my way. It's going to be God's will, not my will. And I'm going to be open to what that might be. Sometimes he kind of shocks us. He has, he has done that with me before. So every day I remind myself that it's a new year. Every single day starts a new year. And this is why we did the second one that said, bring the year to a close, keep it closed. That we put those things behind us. We do not let our past remain and come into our present because when we do that, it alters our future. And then God has to do, you know, that famous what the GPS does, the rerouting. He has to constantly go, okay, we're going to reroute you. So we want to really make sure that we resolve that past We forgive who we need to forgive, especially if it's ourself. And we are open and excited and have great godly anticipation about what he has for us. Then we talked about creating new beginnings and how do we, how we create those new beginnings. And, and I think it's really, really important that, that we understand that when we're letting the past be the past, then we are living authentically in the present, which allows us to have the courage to have that new thing, that new beginning for myself, and what that really looks like. And we use the verse in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Very exciting, very exciting. The fourth one is managing my internal and my external world. And we talked about the five realms of humans. And we have five areas that we need to manage. And that is the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, psychological, the spiritual. And then we also want to make sure that we are managing that entire person. All that we are, all that we have, and all that God wants for us. So as we do that, as we look at managing the internal and external world, we are much better able to do the fifth one, 
that is, I practice living in love. And we used the verse in 1 John chapter 4, 7 and 8 that says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now, that, that doesn't mean we take this literally, that whoever does not know love does not know God. What, he, what we're saying here is, if I don't practice living in love, I have a harder time knowing God. The less I know of God, the less love I'm going to have. And so we want to really practice knowing God, because God is love. So we are really inviting God's will and his way, creating this foundational approach to living my new year. This causes me to better hear the Holy Spirit and manage whatever successes, failures, hardships may come to me in this year. So the last one, the last one we do is don't worry. Don't worry. So I want to read this, um, this Psalms. This is Psalms 127, 1 through 5. It's out of the Message Bible. And it says, If God doesn't build the house, the builders labor in vain. If God doesn't guard the city, the watchman might as well nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know how he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Don't worry. This is the word of the Lord. Luke 24, 36 says, Peace be with you. My peace I leave you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Don't let your heart be troubled. I don't give to you as the world gives. That's John 14, 27. So worry and peace cannot coexist. So I want to give you some scientific research. And neuroscientists have discovered this really interesting phenomenon about the human brain. And we've talked about this in previous shows, that the human brain is like an on or an off switch. And this is out of the, the book, Words Can Change Your Brain. <coughs> you have to understand that it can't focus on a positive and a negative feeling at the same time. It's an on or off switch. So this was a huge discovery. And as a result, they also discovered that the brain will always pick the negative before the positive as an unconscious survival mechanism. Our brains are always trying to help us avoid pain. And as a result, it'll focus on the problem rather than on the solution as a way to change it and protect against the pain of the problem. However, really, it's, it works in, in reverse. God's way is always opposite of our way, Right? So we all know the infamous verse, Proverbs 23, 7, that says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. This quite simply means, the more I worry about things, people, and situations, the more anxious I become, and the more my mind finds to worry about. Instead of focusing on what is, it now begins to focus on what if. Well, now what does that mean? Let's look, at, let, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. And this, this is the what is in the passage is all that God does and will do. The what if in this passage becomes the striving and the worrying about tomorrow and what tomorrow holds. 
So Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, this is the Message Bible. I'm going to read this all nine of these verses. And it says, if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There's far more to life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than the birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of a mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. So if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? He'll take pride in you and do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with the getting, so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you both know God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So I want to give you this example. I was feeding the cat last night, and the cat food bag, it's abundance, right? I give it to him as he needs. My cat doesn't do anything to get the food. He just accepts that he's cared for. Sometimes he m makes some noises. Sometimes my cat walks away from me. But he's, he's, and sometimes my cat's not even a really good cat. But I care for him anyways because he belongs to me. And that gave me an aha moment. I thought, my performance, my appearance, has nothing to do with whether God will care for me. God cares for me anyways because I belong to him. Just like your children belong to you. Just like your pets belong to you. We care for them even if they're not good pets. We care for our kids even when they're not always good kids. So imagine how much more God is going to care for you. My pet doesn't fret. My pet just trusts me. So worry doesn't add a single day to your life, but it does adversely affect your health in major ways. I want you to listen. Listen to this. Worry, an, uh, another medical doctor, he says, it's like, worry is like sand in the machinery of life. 
As we are conquering the physical side of disease, we are losing the battle on mental and spiritual, on mental and spiritual health. This is Selwyn Hughes. We know almost everything about life except how to live it. And another doctor says, when I find purely physical cause of disease, I begin to feel like a doctor again. <coughs> Excuse me. The British Medical Association claims that 60 to 80% of physical problems are rooted in our thinking. According to a current heart specialist, he says it's not so much our arteries that are the problem as our attitudes. The effect of worry on the body is well known to all involved in treating physical problems and psychological problems. Clearly, worry takes its toll on our physical system when we are psychologically worrying and emotionally worrying. No organ is immune to worry. That's huge. No organ in your body is immune to worry. So you'd better stop worrying before your health and effectiveness as a Christian is sorely weakened. Now, this is, this is not easy. We need to take captive all of our thoughts and use what we as clinicians, practitioners of the mind, what we call the positivity ratio. And, and this is really important because positivity always, always negates negativity and relaxes my brain and I get endorphins, healthy endorphins. We've talked about the idea of words can change your brain, what one word can do. See, we must maintain the highest level of positivity in order to counteract the effects of the negativity on our bodies, our spirits, our souls, and our relationships. And we have found by taking a picture of your brain with an MRI scanner, the neurochanges in your brain happen within one second of thinking a negative thought. Less than one-tenth of a second of a negative thought. The amygdala, that's the fight, flight, or freeze center in your brain, releases dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters. And these brain chemicals immediately interrupt the normal functioning of the brain, especially those involved with logic, reason, and problem-solving. See, in other words, negative thinking and worry puts you always in survival mode. The more you stay focused on the negative worry or thoughts, the more you actually damage key structures that regulate your memory, your feelings, and your emotions. Disrupts your sleep, your appetite, and the way your brain regulates happiness, longevity, and health. This is why God says, don't worry. It doesn't add a single day to your life. It actually takes days from your life. Because it takes up so much time and space when we worry that we don't experience the day God gave us. And once the day is over, it's the past. We can't go back and get that day. We can't go back 10 years ago and redo it. So when we are locked in worry, we can't experience the present moment. When you are in fight, flight, or freeze, and you have all those stress-releasing hormones and neurotransmitters racing through your brain and into your body, 
you will never be able to make good decisions because you will only make decisions that are trying to avoid pain. And that's the future focus. That's the future negative focus of some idea or worry you have of something that may occur in the future. So instead of being in the present, you're now trying to futurize and we don't know the future. We can't go into the future. The future has to arrive. So when we're not present, we're not doing the day we're in. And we're not experiencing any of the good things that God has brought to that day. And the stress that we are feeling with worry will cause us to make poor decisions. We will also be far more sensitive, far more defensive, Everything will hurt our feelings more, which will cause us to worry more. I mean, this is the enemy's playground. He, he loves this when we do this. Because he, we are now are operating in the way he operates. He's worried. He knows the world is coming to an end, and his power is going to end soon, and he's, he's going to be in hell forever. So we are now doing what he does and not what Christ does. See, I tell you this only to show you why God so adamantly says, do not worry. He really knows what he's talking about. It really harms us and lowers our effectiveness. And we now, in the 21st century, have science to prove God's word. You see, the science of the mind is catching up to the Bible and proving what God has been telling us all along. This means we don't even need faith to believe the truth about God anymore because we have proof. So we really have no excuse for practicing faith because we have so much science that's now proving what God has said. So we're going to not worry. That's one of the biggest things I want us to really commit to this year is that we do not worry. That doesn't mean I don't care. But it means the things I have no control over, I have to have faith. I have to be able to trust in the Lord. I have to be able to trust in the God that says how much he loves me. So I focus on these verses, especially that passage in Matthew that I read to you, that long, very long passage about don't worry Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Just like I said earlier in the week, when God formed you, when he had the idea that he wanted to make you and he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew every single cell in your body, down to the chromosomal level. I mean, he, every, to the minute detail, he knows you. He knows exactly what you need. He's not figuring it out as he goes along. I mean, we as parents, as pet owners, right, we're sometimes figuring it out as we go along. God's not figuring it out as he goes along. He already knows everything about you, every moment of every day, you will be on this earth he has been to. Every moment of every day 
He has made provision. For every failure that you will have, every hardship, and every success, he has made provision. It's already there when you arrive. So that doesn't mean that we're not to be responsible, take care of ourselves, these types of things, obviously. But we are not to worry. So let's go over this one more time. Here are the six things that we are going to do this year. The position of intention, and we, got, we are going to intentionally set our minds on doing it God's way and not our way. It's God's will, not my will. And this means that every day I surrender my self-will to do God's will. And that's a huge thing to do. That's a huge endeavor to take on. My free will, I surrender. My, with my free will, I surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to my self-will so that I enter in to God's will. That's the position of intention. God's way, not my way. We bring the year to a close. We keep it closed. This means we practice forgiveness. We do, and, and there's a show, The Gift of Forgiveness. And I want you to go back into the archives and listen to that show because it's very helpful when we work on forgiving ourselves. The more I forgive me, the more forgiving I am. So I make sure that the past is only to learn from. And we talked about that whole idea that God says he puts our sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more because he doesn't have to learn from them. We do. So we know our past because we have to remember what we're learning from it, not to lament it or live in it. We don't bring it into the future. And we let God create new beginnings for ourselves. And I'm open to new beginnings. And the way I'm open to new beginnings is I'm not bringing the past into my present, altering my future. And then I make sure I'm managing the internal and the external world. So I take care of the physical self. I take care of my social life. I take care of my intellectual world, how I think, what I think on, what I put in my mind, where I go in my mind. I take care of the emotional, physical realm, psychological realm, and the spiritual realm. And then I practice living in love, and I work on knowing God well so that I know love well. And lastly, if you don't do any of the first five, just don't worry. Just don't worry. So I'm, I'm excited about next week. We're going to do something kind of new. And there are many of you that are just new listeners, so you really don't know how the show started. So we're going to play the first week, the kickoff of that show. And, and all, all next week, you get to hear our first week of Conversations with Cynthia. So I know you're going to love it. And I'm praying that you have a wonderful 2018. I know you will. No matter what hardship comes, you have God. And He loves you deeply, completely. 
So, Lord, thank you for 2018. Thank you, God, that we have made it to 2018 and that you have gone before us. You'll be with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. We are not to be afraid. We are not to worry. God bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.